0: We are about to embark, uh, Brother T, on another episode of Let's Get Spiritual, and which we are speaking of, and I really do hesitate this time to say Christian cults.
1: Right, right. I agree. I agree. The one we're going to talk about today... Um, I, I don't think we can shoehorn into that definition. It
0: would it would be difficult for me to align them with some others that we've spoken of so right, far. Right, right.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, unless we're looking at the extreme
0: part of the group. I had someone on uh, Instagram this week, though, who listens to our podcast, mm-hmm. and thank you for listening, uh, ask, are you guys going to talk about... Seventh-day Adventist, mm. and wanted me to answer the questions then on Instagram. And I said, if you'll just hold on, after Tuesday, right. we're going to discuss that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, people were thinking about this, and I'm glad, and mm-hmm. that, that's the subject we're bringing. But before we start, wh- what's happening in your life, Brother T?
1: Well, uh, busy. I mean, honestly. Yeah. I'm just going from can to can't, it seems. Uh, this week is just, uh, yesterday was busy, today is busier, and tomorrow is even Busier, and, so, <laughs> and so more busier. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so it is. Uh, just a busy, busy time right How now. How was church Sunday? It was good. We had a great time. Attendance was uh, up some. Yeah, guest speaker. Um, it, uh, no, it was me. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> it <hurt. laughs>
0: just kidding, uh, brother. So,
1: just kidding. So, but yeah, it was. It was a good day. It was a good day. Good day of worship and uh, just a great day. That's awesome. Yeah, how about
0: you? Yeah, I made a little trip. Took a little trip a few days ago oh. uh down to Dublin, Georgia. Mm. Which is really good for me because I'm Dugan. I'm Irish. Right. Dublin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't even make that connection. I was uh, down there this time. And they were talking about some of the St. Paddy's Day mm-hmm. festivities that this particular church mm-hmm. takes advantage of yeah. to minister to the community. Right. I thought okay. that was great. I said, like, oh, it's Dublin. <laughs> it's Dublin. And uh, so I I made some yeah. fun. I had some fun with that while I was down there in my name. But uh, Liberty Church in Dublin, I've been down there. That was my second time. Probably the last time. Not yeah. that Not that they didn't love me or anything. But it's that, uh, not this week, but next, they'll Mm -hmm. be introduced to the family from uh, San Antonio, Texas, that's coming to uh, be voted on as pastor. Oh, cool. Yeah. And the only reason I've been going down there is because my uh, friend Bob Record has been the interim pastor. And when he has to be out of the pulpit, Mm -hmm. he typically will give me a call and ask me to go down there. And what a beautiful—I mean, it is a beautiful church. Beautiful people. Right. They love to worship. They respond to the message. I mean, it mm. been a while since I've had some p- spontaneous applause in a message. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's going on down there, brother? That's awesome. The only problem was I had limited time to preach. You yeah. do that. You know, when yeah. people yeah. do that in your message, you yeah. just want to add oh, and move. Oh, no. It's standing ovation. And I'm looking, yeah. at, I'm looking <laughs> at that clock and going, don't do that to me because you, you will not like me later because an hour later I'll still be preaching. So you're you have some Irish blood. Yeah, I did yeah okay. yeah, did yeah you we know came that... over our family during the Irish potato famine came to oh. the Appalachian Mountains here in okay. East Tennessee. Yeah,
1: yeah. Did you know that Zacchaeus was Irish? Did you?
0: He was a wee little man. Wee little man, leprechaun. <laughs> wee little man. Yep, yeah. Uh, yeah. Irish through and through. Okay, uh, so yeah. we've got a few other things you know sprinkled in there right. what I'll do. Right. Oh yeah. But a lot of Irish out of uh, I think. I don't know how it's happened, Irish and Scottish.
1: Okay, wow. Uh,
0: up there, and yeah. uh, on my daddy's side, and then mama's side, some German. Yeah. She was a Jurls, which is German. Okay. So, okay. anyway, but uh, I felt real at home, and I just want to thank the people at Liberty. They they are mm-hmm. so kind, and you know, you've gone to churches where you've enjoyed being there, but you know, it's mm. you could think, well, you could step it up a bit. Yeah. These people put you up at a nice hotel. You know, wow. go down on Saturday, spend the yeah. night on Saturday night. There's always a gift basket. Mm-hmm. I mean, full of goodies, just Man. wonderful things. And they assign you someone. You walk in the door. They meet you at the door. Okay. Took me to the green room. Went back there and with, met the worship staff wow. and spent some time with them. And then, I mean, just just doing it. Right. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. doing it right. And yeah. so uh, God is blessing them. That incredibly is down awesome, there. awesome. Awesome. I did a revival one
1: time, and the pastor said, uh, We're going to put you up in an incredible uh, hotel with a great view. Yeah. And so got there as a Super 8, but I could see the Hampton Inn. <laughs> I could see it had a great view of the Hampton Inn. Oh, yes.
0: Cable in every room. <laughs> yeah. Remember when they used to flash the yes, air conditioning sign. Yes, oh, yes. great! Let's stop there. <laughs> oh, my soul. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I had a great weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'll not be able to go back there. But I'm happy for them. It looks like they're going to have a great family coming in. That's great. Be their new pastor. Pastor family.
1: Yeah. 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 So anyway,
0: things going good with me. It's so it's I don't preach again until. August unless you invite me to White Oh my goodness. So, yeah, we'll have to have yeah, you. You'll, really. have to have me you'll forget August. how to preach. I am you know, I'll blow up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, well, I am starting at the yeah. end of this month though for people who may want to come to Dallas Bay on Wednesday nights. Okay. Uh, I'm doing a six week Bible study okay. on Wednesday nights. I think it begins the last Wednesday night in uh, March, I probably should have been more prepared, but I do think it's the last Wednesday night in March, mm. I'm doing His Name Shall Be Called, oh, and it's the Old Testament names of yeah. Jesus that's or God awesome. uh-huh. uh, in the Old Testament, and then going through and applying those to our own lives, so I think it'll that, be real good. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. I love that. I yeah. love that. Mm. Okay.
0: Yeah. So that's where we are. Yeah. That's where we are. So... Seventh-day Adventist.
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sort of unpack that a little bit today. Yeah, and you and I both, as we said in the introduction, we really uh, can't go or define uh, them. I, I don't think as a cult.
0: Yeah, when once we get through with our discussion here, yeah. maybe the folks who are listening they might determine one way or the other right. themselves. But yeah. on the surface, myself, mm-hmm. uh, I would have a hard time defining. It to the same extreme as a cult as others. Now there are many things I disagree with yes. with them, yes, uh, particularly in the extremities. Right? I mean, yeah, and
1: and I would venture to say that if if they follow the the extreme, you know, there's sort of a moderate group or a modern day group, right? Um, but if you follow it to the extreme. Um, of placing Ellen G. White's
0: Mm -hmm. writings
1: on the same par as Scripture. Yeah. Um, And all that she said, I would say that is a cult. I would say that. I
0: would too. I think anytime we put anyone's writings, Mm -hmm. and there are several cults that do that, uh, and some modern cults that... yeah you and know, I don't want to go down this road but there's some churches now that elevate the pastor to such a degree right. that they would listen to the pastor and not read their bible. Yes. Yes. And you yeah. and I both have challenged the people that we speak to and have had the opportunity and privilege to lead spiritually. Mm-hmm. You check out everything I say. Yeah, be a Berean. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Go yeah. there and search the scriptures. Exactly. And I so there are churches that however some come immediately to mind mm-hmm. where they will never double check the facts of the preacher. Yeah. And you should. Right, right. So never elevate anyone's writings or speaking above mm-hmm. that of uh, the Bible itself.
1: Yeah. Well, we started each uh, episode on the cults talking about the founder, really. And um, and this one is a little hard to nail down. Yeah. Um, because it it harkens back to uh, Miller. Um, and, and then um, this Ellen G. White picked it up. And, and then it just sort of went on from there. Yeah. And and again, more modern-day seventh, Seventh-day Adventists <clears throat> seem to be distancing themselves from Ellen G. White, the prophetess.
0: And I, uh, at least what I read uh, recently is that SAAs or Seventh-day Adventists are hemorrhaging members. Yes. They're losing large yes. numbers, something like four out of ten, right. you know, are, are, are leaving and... Uh, <clears throat> some of the things that we're going to be talking about here right. when they get confronted with the writings of LNG G. Uh, White some of the more extreme doctrines the view of prophecy and end times mm-hmm. the uh, dietary laws of the Old Testament mm-hmm. the, that sort of thing they're just going you know I, I don't see a biblical uh, right. basis yeah. for this as a New Testament believer exactly
1: well I mean I just want to say that uh, there may be someone listening right now that does adhere to the writings of L. N. G. White yeah. And and it's been proven that at least at least eighty percent, Doctor D, of what she wrote was plagiarized. Yes, was lifted from yeah. other writings, mm-hmm. and and she claimed them as her own, uh, her own. And then I read and I told you about it before we started recording that she said that she grew wings and that she flew to other planets. So I hadn't heard uh, that. Yeah, and that she met Enoch on on a planet. You know. Yeah, and it seemed like every time some controversy or something would come up she would conveniently have another vision uh that god told her this and that would settle uh you know whatever had come up in the denomination or or
0: those that followed her so lg White, uh 1827 Mm -hmm. to 1915 so uh lived a good long life but uh by 1861 and the way again the way i I associate things with the beginning of the Civil War, right. uh, is when the the actual denomination, Seventh-day Adventist, began. Right. And based upon her writings and her influence and that sort of thing. And, and started to grow pretty rapidly because mm-hmm. I think there's a real interest in that Adventist part of their sure. name is that return of Christ. Yes. And they have some real... Strong doctrine that you and mm-hmm. I would disagree with mm-hmm. about the return of Christ.
1: Yeah, and again, uh, Miller. What was his first name? William Miller, I think. Yeah, I think I, so. I was
0: looking at some of yeah. my notes about that as um, well. Yeah, he
1: was obsessed with the return of Christ, yeah. and and he was unfortunately a date setter. Yep. Um, and as so
0: many of them are. Yes. <laughs>
1: and uh, and so being a date setter, um, he you know messed up several times, of mm-hmm. course. And and Ellen G. Wyatt just basically took one of those oopsies and and began to write about it. And they began to... She borrowed from... I can't remember the guy's name, but he came up with... Uh, a response to the 1844 thing, and she jumped on it and said, he's right. And she began to write.
0: That's one of the interesting things we're going to talk about, then how that, what that 1844 became. October 22nd, 1844. Right. yes, yes. So I'm going to go down these things, and you and I are going to talk about One of the the areas in which we would disagree, Mm -hmm. that they consider themselves the remnant Church right, yeah the remnant church, and that the other churches, other Christian churches, are considered Babylon or the new Babylon, yes, and so what's that about
1: yeah, I mean, if you are not a uh, seventh day adventist, uh, then you are looked upon as, as as you said, not a part of the remnant, you know right. and and a lot is judged on the uh saturday or the sabbath day worship aspect of it and, and some of them um teach now i think they begin to move away from this uh but that if you worship on sunday you are actually you've received or you're going to receive the mark of the beast mm-hmm. i mean that was one of the teachings of course of this lng white right and so a lot of it has
0: to do with sabbath worship <clears throat> yeah and let's you and I go ahead and say that uh, we discussed this before we began recording yeah. is that it doesn't ra- really matter to me when you worship yeah. Jesus. Yeah. If you want to meet on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. meet on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking Old Testament when we talk right. about yeah. Friday evening at 6 until mm-hmm. Saturday evening at 6 yes. as being the only day that we set aside and worship God. That's totally based on Old Testament. I think Paul had something to say with new moons and Sabbaths yeah. and yes. you know yes. that sort yes. of thing that those no longer are binding right. to New Testament. Believers. Yeah, no,
1: we worship on Sunday just to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. We do, but you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. We do it because that was the pattern set by yes. the early church right. that Jesus resurrected on mm-hmm. the third day, which mm-hmm. was on Sunday, and they they just to commemorate that event they met on Sunday, which is wonderful. But Bob also said they met during the week and had yep. uh, love yeah, yeah. feast together, Definitely. studied Definitely. the the apostles' teachings. Do you think they went to B's at that
1: love feast?
0: Was there bees? Maybe a lady named. I think it's far enough back as probably the A's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not I yet like got that. to be, Ellen G. White said the this: <laughs> obedience <laughs> to the Sabbath is the golden clasp, the golden clasp for salvation. The clasp. It's, isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that's what that's what she said. And so I, I tried to figure out what she meant by that. I mean, a clasp is something that holds a, like a necklace yeah, or a yeah, bracelet I think together, so. Right? I think so. And uh, but anyway, th- that is uh, this Sabbath day worship is is one of the things that they definitely that would separate us and right. say
0: that we. And I well, I don't even want to get there because it has to do with prophecy. But mm-hmm. being the church Babylon church, the, not the remnant church that. There is an exclusivity, which is a characteristic of a cult. Right, right, right. And and if we don't watch it, it also creeps into regular Christian mainline denominations. Mm -hmm. Because it it gets pretty close sometimes in some churches that, you know, we got it right, they got it wrong. Right. And we're going to heaven, they Mm -hmm. ain't going to heaven. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that... That's yeah, bothersome. It's dangerous.
1: It's, yeah. it's dangerous. You know, their clear word version, did you read <laughs> much about that? I didn't. Um, they, I mean, they have or they had uh, a translation called the clear word version um, where they inserted words in certain passages uh, okay. that made it more SDA. And a lot of it, of course, was this Ellen G. White. Uh, you know, she added to Daniel
0: 8. And, Mormon, and, uh, yeah. uh, Mormons, we know, did that yes. with the New World Translation. Right, exactly. Right? Changed mm-hmm. some things about God in the beginning mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Uh, Calvinists did that with the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you just say that out loud? I did. I had to say it. I don't have a job anymore, so right, I can yeah. say stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mercy. So, you know, yeah. typically there are translations that, you know, the way words can mm-hmm. be translated. Yeah. Uh, and there are. Greek often has more than one yes. way to translate a word. And uh-huh. so there's slight differences in the different translations. But the problem is not with the if you If you read that, it's a great translation. Words are chosen, mm-hmm. which are from a list of words that could be chosen. Right. 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 Okay. But these others, words are added. Yeah. And that's the problem that's when the you problem. add.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. So, so we basically uh-huh. go from the founder to their writings, you know, and so the Clear Word version, and then the writings of Ellen G. White. But again, we want to be fair. Right. Uh, there are many Seventh Day Adventist churches <clears throat> that do not go to either one of those. Yes, be very fair. Yep. And um, and so, but then we go to what they believe about God, what they believe about Jesus, what they believe about they the Trinity. They do believe in the Trinity. They do. They, they, do. they believe, they believe the just
0: exactly like we believe yes. in the Trinity. But when you get to salvation, mm. um, there's a little difference in that salvation is by grace through faith, but works are added. That salvation yeah. is not earned by works, but maintained by works. Right. And what do I mean by by that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we. Will, I guess it's better to start with what we feel about yeah. salvation. You know, that um, it is, not, the Bible says in Titus 3, 5, that it's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, you know. And, and the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, that it's by grace, uh, through faith, not... Of works because we'd boast. I know I would. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I believe you believe, uh, and we teach that salvation is grace and grace alone. It's through Christ. It's through what He did on mm-hmm. the cross of Calvary. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and but when you when you begin to look and you begin to dig a little, um, there there's some works that they add. Now again, it's which group you're going to talk to, yeah. which. Which individual almost, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because they could be a part of the church um, but not believe uh, the stuff that you have to keep all the Ten Commandments perfectly. You have to keep the law perfectly uh, if there's any unconfessed sin, you know, and, and these things uh, and and even the Sabbath day, mm-hmm. the Sabbath day worship type thing. Um, some
0: add that as as a work. Yeah, and I've and I've also read again. This is just reading. It's not speaking to to anyone in the ministry in Seventh Day But that um, it's implied mm. that works maintain uh, the dietary laws, the meeting right. on Saturday rather than on Sunday, giving to the work of the church. All of those things are not how you get saved, but there is an implication that a good SDA. We'll do these things, and that way you can be assured of your salvation. But there's one step further that came all the way back there. The, what we talked about before, the October twenty second, nineteen forty four. One of my problems too when we explain this to you is in my mind I immediately go, "Why did Jesus wait that long?" Yeah. I mean that's <laughs> yeah eighteen centuries after his resurrection. Right. Why did he wait so long? Looks like if I had a task like this to do, I would have started mm-hmm. before now.
1: Yeah. And again, I think it was in response to a failed prophecy yep. uh, from what from what I'm gathering, from what I understand. Uh, you know, there was an, uh, this Miller guy, um, was a date setter, as we said, and he said that Jesus was going to come back in eight, uh, 1843. Must have been October 22nd. Uh, no, no oct- uh, f- 43, 43, and okay. then that did not happen. Yeah. And then 1844, October 22nd, and when that didn't happen, uh, of course, he lost a lot of people. Yep. They stopped following him, and it's and this lady that we've been talking about, she got really depressed. She got really discouraged, you know, and this other fellow, and his name just has slipped. Dr. D, it slipped my mind. Okay. But he began to write, you know, uh, about this uh, investigative judgment. This. Yeah cleansing of the the heavenly sanctuary yeah. and um and i tell you <laughs> you can read and read and read about this and um and it's it to me it's confusing yes just very very confusing
0: according to that doctrine is on october 22nd 1944 jesus left the first place that he went to at his ascension mm-hmm. and entered into the most holy place right. in the temple in heaven and there He examines the dead to determine if they're worthy of being part of the first resurrection and determines who among the living are abiding in Christ and keeping God's commandments. He goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. And investigates each of them and their sins, determining Mm -hmm. if they are worthy to be a part of this first resurrection, which which is eternal life for, for the most part. So it's not... Some people call it the second work of atonement. The mm-hmm. first work of atonement is the death on the cross. But then he goes further and checks up everybody up until the living, beginning on October 22nd, mm-hmm. 1844. Mm-hmm. And then he moves forward until he starts with the living, which I imagine
1: <laughs>
0: he's into the living now. You would think. Yes. You would yeah. uh And investigating each of their lives as they progress. Yeah. If that salvation is for real, and that right. their sins are forgiven, and that they could be a part of the first resurrection. Yes,
1: yeah, and and again, this is really to me uh, confusing, and this this is a, a point uh, uh, that that we differ, you know, big time, big time, big time, yeah. Um, and and it's basically implying that the blood of Christ uh, is not completely efficient, you yeah. know, for uh, for salvation. And to see if you're worthy. I'm not worthy. Right. I am not worthy. I I, I mean, I'm a pastor. Yeah. Uh, Doc, I, I've been a pastor for many years, uh, many 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 years, and so have you. Mm-hmm. Um. And and I, I read the Word of God every day, along with my Maxwell House coffee. Yeah. Now why Maxwell House? Because I'm saved. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I even had to bring it To the podcast bar Because that sorry stuff over there What's that stuff? No No I no, want, no, no that's no. not sorry yeah, stuff so yeah. That's
0: Donut House coffee Oh okay I thought yeah. it was green well, stuff What did I tell you about the coffee here?
1: Yeah you keep the good stuff at home Yeah <laughs> This is for non-paying yeah, yes. customers <laughs> That hurts <laughs> Yeah <laughs> But every day I do I, You know I try to search the word Spend time with King Jesus um, But I know I'm not worthy You know um, I see Sin, I know you sin. You yep. know I'm with you all the time. Yeah, and and so uh, the only way that I'm worthy is through Christ, and uh, and through His blood. Yeah, and 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 so this just implies, this implies to me that works are are involved in salvation. It's
0: very uh, uh, Armenian. Yes, you know uh, it's the that's the group that I came out of right. when I was a kid. Yep and that you were never certain of your salvation, that your salvation, yes, was about the blood of Jesus, you Mm -hmm. accepting him and his death on the cross, but then afterwards that you could lose your salvation Mm. if there were sufficient sin to lose the salvation, and that you would never know for sure until Judgment Day. Right, right. Now, it's different than Seventh-day Adventists Mm -hmm. in that... uh, there will be people if they are not true believers, will never be resurrected for mm-hmm. a judgment, mm-hmm. and we 'll talk about that in a moment as well but yeah yeah that so there 's this thing about again i don 't believe this at all, but even there in the basis of what they teach in this investigative judgment is that when Christ went to heaven he didn 't go totally into the inner sanctuary right. of the temple in yeah. heaven. And what I understand is that he went to the right hand of God, and in the temple in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. the the inner holy of holies was a representation of the throne of God. Sure, yeah, that is where, where God the Shekinah dwelt. glory yeah. of God dwells. Yeah, so you would have to say that when Jesus ascended in heaven, he didn't go that far. Right, right. And there are
1: there, there are a myriad of scriptures mm-hmm. that would refute that, you know, completely. You know, and another thing. Um, this and again we're talking extreme. Yeah. Um, but Ellen G. White used the word in her writings, probation, over a thousand times. That you're on probation. You know who else used that? Joseph Smith. Yeah. He used probation in his writings all the time. You yeah. know. And, and so she taught this thing of probation, and it was picked up by the early uh, SDAs. But again, I think. Now they have begun to walk away from that. Okay. You
0: know. So it would be sim- similar to limbo. Yeah. Yeah. Just yes, right. Kind of a waiting place, not yeah. knowing which direction yeah, you I eventually so. will head. I guess so. Well, they, they think uh, in a thing. I guess I don't agree with, but there are certain people even outside of the SDA that believe in uh, what they call soul sleep. Mm-hmm. That once a person dies, that there is no consciousness; that they are simply asleep. Right
1: yeah yeah i mean again I, I don't see that anywhere in scripture, but they uh, they had to sort of invent that or plug that in or adopt it um in this investigative judgment thing yeah uh and and that became a big part of it you know and and, and so um and again, I just don't see that anywhere in scripture do do you have that before you you read something to me before. Could, could you read that? I, I think it was. it's concise. It's more concise
0: well, than what I Well, concerning which one?
1: The investigative judgment thing. Yeah, the
0: investigative judgment is this. The, the SDA church teaches that the true Holy of Holies sanctuary of God is in heaven, where in 1844, Jesus began the second phase of his atoning ministry. The second phase called investigative judgment involves an examination of the dead, determine if they are worthy of being part of the first resurrection, and to determine who among the living are abiding in Christ and keeping God's commandments.
1: Okay, okay. And and so from my
0: understanding,
1: um, they, they they got that out of Daniel chapter 8, I think it is. Okay. And, uh, and just a misunderstanding of what, of what uh, Daniel was saying there, mm-hmm. and the twenty three hundred days, all of that is involved in it, and, and so that 's where I think Miller got this eighteen forty four thing uh, as he begins to put everything together, and of course that didn 't happen, yeah,
0: so they had to they had to come up with something they were about to lose everyone don't you think that, i don 't know this for sure, but do yeah. you think that they associate also with jesus' statement about Lazarus that he is asleep? Oh, and his yeah. and his disciples didn't understand. They said, "Well, if he's asleep, that's yeah, good because yeah. he'll get better." Right. And Jesus yeah. said, "I don't." Speaking of sleep yeah. as physical sleep, but death. Yeah, he's dead as a hammer. Yeah, yeah. he's totally. And then dead. Jesus came yeah. and resurrected yeah. him. So, do you think there is some could be yeah shadow casting of 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 that on yeah. this doctrine? Yeah,
1: I think I think that uh, that could be true.
0: Well, let's, yeah. let's finally talk about the second coming. So, if the only people that get resurrected are Believers, true believers, who have gone through this investigative judgment and found to be worthy, mm-hmm. then everyone else is not resurrected. They never, in effect, become awake again, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I guess this is where they begin to
1: teach annihilation.
0: Yeah, there's no hell, right? As we speak of it. Yeah. It's just. You cease to exist. You cease to exist. Even Satan will cease to exist. Yeah.
1: Um, because as we talked again before, I don't think we've mentioned it while we've been recording, but they believe that the sin, that Jesus took the sin on the cross, but eventually the sin will be placed on Satan. He will be placed in um, the um, hell. Yeah. Um, and, and then, but he, he's annihilated. He ceases to be. Right. Um, and, and so, again, you, you can't use the word eternal for heaven. And, and it's the same word is used for hell. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you can't use that. I think they
0: do a misjustice there uh, to the original text. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, I just It's hard to see how with such emphasis on the book of Revelation that they place that mm-hmm. you can still have that particular... Um, interpretation of right. scripture yeah. because it does actually talk about the holding place. The holding place is actually hell. Yes, that's yeah. not eternal judgment like exactly. a exactly. fire.
1: fire. And, and that's the term I was trying to yeah. think I just, I go. and, of just a second ago.
0: And no Christian preacher teacher te- anyone mm-hmm. loves to talk about or think about that particular aspect. at yeah. all. I mean that's it's horrible. Right. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. And and I I'm, I'm certain that just ceasing to exist would be better than eternal punishment. Unfortunately, Christ does speak of that. Well, he you know? speaks of it
1: more than he does heaven. Yeah. You know, and so that is, I mean, that is to me, uh, it's, a, of course, a doctrine. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, we preach it with tears in our eyes. Right. Um, but uh, but it, is, uh, it is the truth of, of God's word. And, again, when you have someone that like this dear lady that we're talking about, they got the two Herods mixed up. She got two Herods mixed up, I mean, in her writings that are on the same par uh, as Scripture, right. you know. And then she said that that angels needed a golden card, that God told her that angels had to have a golden card to get in and out of heaven, you know. Uh, I mean, it, it, all of these things that wow. just, it, it just, and that Adam, uh, that God told her that Adam was twice as tall as any other man, you know. And so, again, I filter, you filter everything through God's Word. That's right. And so that's not in God's Word. No. And so when you start moving away, when any individual, when any denomination
0: begins to move away from God's mm-hmm. Word,
1: Dr. D., that's where we get in trouble.
0: Yeah, we really do. And there's really not much reason, or I should say no reason, right, to add to God's Word. Why exactly. would you do that? Yeah. I mean, there's, I've spent an adult... Life, studying it, and the more I study it, the more truths I find. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like oh well, I read that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I need to get something interesting. And I'm with you. I mean, I read yeah. a chapter of scripture every morning. Right. And uh, here lately, I've just been going repeatedly through the Gospels because I just want to mm-hmm. be inundated mm-hmm. with the life of Christ. I think that's the most important thing for me to be reading right, right. now. I so I'm that. doing that. Uh, and I just finished chapter twenty of the Gospel of John this morning so I'm nearing the end of the, the Gospel of John and I'm going to mm-hmm. start back at Matthew and come right back through it again and that's what I've been doing for the last several months Right. so I, I don't every time I go through these Gospels and Lord knows how many times I've read them and talked through them mm-hmm. I go wow I did not see that Yeah, I did not see yeah. that yeah. And, and sometimes it's startling I go wow I need to ponder this why mm-hmm. this was said and why this was done yeah. so I can't mm-hmm. see any reason to add to or take away from the Word of God but um Let's use this last doctrine. Okay. The advent in their title doesn't mean that they moved worship up one day, (laughs) (laughs) which is what I thought as a kid. (laughs) They moved the seventh day up one day. Right, right. (laughs) They advanced it. (laughs) But it is the advent, the second coming of Christ. Right. And they are huge. They being Seventh-day Adventists are huge in teaching this doctrine. Mm-hmm. They will come into a town and set up a seminar um, a teaching it, bring some very gifted teachers, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, illustrations and that sort of thing, because they believe as the remnant church, that it's their responsibility to warn people of the second coming of Christ to get their lives right, mm-hmm. to accept Jesus Christ, and I guess eventually or uh, ultimately to become part of Seventh Day Adventists, so that to make sure that they would pass that investigative judgment, right, yeah. and and go on into heaven. So, so much emphasis is placed upon the coming of Christ, but with the twist of their particular interpretation of that event
1: yeah and you and I both love eschatology I do we both I, I have probably in my personal library over a hundred books on eschatology yeah you know and I've taught um through the book of the revelation um uh, probably three or four times uh the book of Daniel right. and, and I tell you what every time I teach through it I'm like wow yeah. you I, know I love Daniel yeah. And yeah. Revelation. yeah I, I do, love I do too and um, and and you're right. They they do have a great emphasis on this, and we both believe yeah. uh, that Jesus is coming back. Yeah, I mean, boy, wouldn't it be great if it was today, you know?
0: I, I'm I'm with you, and I I did several months at church, and then wrote a book, Storm Clouds on the Horizon. Yeah. By the way, I, a great book about you yeah. know that period of time of the tribulation on the earth and, the, and and stop it just as you go into heaven. I thought, that's a different book to mm-hmm. talk about heaven. But yeah. it's pretty much chapter 4 through about 17 of the book of Revelation. And, right. Um, I, I, it fascinates me. It does. It
1: does. And, you know, one of the things, uh, however, and I think we mentioned this before we started recording, um, is on these seminars that they bring in, uh, you don't really see their logo Right. Um, on those things. It's a little deceptive.
0: And to I me, don't know. Yeah. Why is it? Why, why would you know. want to keep that
1: I, You know, I, I just want to throw that out. Maybe um, an, an SDA that's listening could um, text yeah. us or... Right. Um, you know, or email us, right? Um, because
0: uh, it, you it, you just don't see it on there. No, it's simply a Bible prophecy conference right. or a seminar. Yeah, and uh, is it a
1: recruiting? You know, yeah.
0: I mean, I think if you believed this doctrine and mm-hmm. that the only people who are not going to soul sleep but right. be resurrected in the first resurrection mm-hmm. and be forever with Christ in heaven and the new earth and everything else that they right. believe, that uh, hey. Put it out there. Yeah, yeah, Just I agree. put it out there. Right. And right. don't hold it. In, and and I, typically, they're held in a non religious mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And therefore, still not associating with. Now, sometimes I've noticed we have a strong uh, Seventh day Adventist near the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll notice that, that they have no problem uh, advertising prophecy right. type yeah. uh, conferences on their billboard and mm-hmm. on their sign and their own saturday Mm -hmm. you know and people are coming in so Mm -hmm. uh, i I just don't if if you believe what you believe just uh go ahead and say you know this is a seventh day adventist thing we believe in sharing with you the truth and and we want you to accept the truth that kind of thing right uh, now i'll I'll be honest with you again i'm totally transparent in the last 10-15 years Mm -hmm. of pastoring dallas bay Baptist church, mm-hmm. we just dropped the Baptist.
1: Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. We,
0: we just said mm-hmm. Dallas Bay Church because I, I, again, didn't like some of the things that were going on sure. uh, in Baptist life. Right. Uh, never never revoked the doctrine mm-hmm. of Baptist but what I found was it was it was turning people away. A yeah. lot of people had yeah. already made a predetermined thing in their head that this is what a Baptist church is like. I don't want to make, They're judgmental. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to preach hellfire and damnation right, right. and all this kind of stuff. When I go in there, then they're going to mess with me from now on. They're going to be at my doorstep all yeah. the time. Yeah. All the things that you know, are the preconceived notion of who we are, and that's not who we were. No. And so when we started going by just Dallas Bay Church and not hiding the fact that we're Baptists, it was on literature and everything else. Mm-hmm. But... We actually, I had literally people come to me and say, "Hey, if if we knew it was like this, we would have come years ago." Yeah, and, right. and we just drove by you many times, mm-hmm. and so there was a purpose. But I was really open about that, mm-hmm. really open, saying hey, we are fully cooperating Southern Baptist Church. Yeah, but we're Dallas Bay Church because right. we're probably not going to be like the church that you would think is associated with a Southern Baptist. Yeah,
1: and you face some criticism. Big time, inside the church, yeah, mostly yeah, inside
0: yeah. the church. Some very right. traditional Baptists just wanted us to you right. know, just painted on the walls, you sure. know, everywhere that mm-hmm. we we're Baptist. And I always say, I'm Christian first, Baptist second. Yeah, yes, and, definitely. And so I, I, I can worship. And I have you know, a lot of different people, a lot of different yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that so, but, I, but I was never ashamed of being Baptist. No, I didn't have any no. problem at all mm-hmm. having things within on our campus, mm-hmm. inviting people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I really don't understand, I guess, the extremity of trying to kind of Keep that hidden,
1: yeah, and if anyone listening knows, then maybe they can let us know, but I think we need to definitely say, for the moderate group that believe in the Bible only right uh we're not calling them cults, right um, we differ in several major things, yeah. Uh but for the extreme fried group, chicken being one of them. Fried chicken. Up, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's just pause for a moment and meditate. <laughs>
0: <I'm in revival. laughs> yeah, yeah. For the the dietary group. laws that they, yeah. that they that they that's a burden. It's a it's a healthy burden to mm-hmm. eat vegetables. And I, I think maybe there's there's some good in eating meat. There's some proteins and things there that you right. could use, but yeah. we probably eat it too much. But Still, that's a burden to think that that has something to do with your right standing with Christ and your eventual spending eternity with him in heaven. Exactly, exactly.
1: So the extreme group um, that lean heavily on Ellen G. White, that her writings are on par with Scripture, uh, or she even explains it better than Scripture, Mm -hmm. that group, I would say, is... uh, A cult,
0: yeah. And when you start elevating yourself above other churches that Mm -hmm. you have differences with, and think that you're an elite group that only has the truth, and that other Christians—I'd say—I don't know if that identifies you as a cult, but that sure makes you an isolated group of people in which you're not. I think the Scripture clearly states that we are to fellowship with one another, and when when that says that, I don't believe it meant. Baptist fellowship with Baptists, and Methodists with Methodists, and right, s- yeah. SDAs with SDAs. Yeah. I think this is the church. This is the body of Christ. This is, and I hate it, but it is the word Catholic. It is mm. the universal church. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not the Roman Catholic church. Exactly. But, I mean, I'm a brother and sister with those Ukrainians right now that are, you know, mm-hmm. being horribly, mm. horribly abused mm. and attacked. Yeah. And, and we should be praying for them because right. they're just as much a part of the church I'm a part of mm-hmm. as the people that I pastored for 30 years. Yeah,
1: yeah. I tell you what, that Zelensky, oh my goodness. Yeah. I tell you what. That when when he said we need ammunition, I don't need a ride. I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
0: That. That's it's Woo! quite, it's quite wow. an amazing thing yeah. that we're observing. It and is, as I shared with the people at Liberty Sunday, we really need to be praying for those people. We do. When I was in Slovenia uh, doing a missionary conference here just a few years ago, met several mm-hmm. missionaries in Ukraine, right. and there was a great work of God going on oh, there. Oh, my great work! Yes, and yeah. um, it, it I guess it shouldn't surprise us then that the enemy is attacking,
1: definitely. You see them singing praises uh, in subways, yes. man. I mean, it, it is, it's is—it's something we do. I echo that, Dr. D. We need to pray. Next week, uh, we're going to do one
0: or two more. Yeah, I know that we're we'll going to do at least one, one more. Okay. And we're going to get into some pretty interesting things that I believe that you and I could both agree that would be cultish. Uh, I think so. <laughs> we'll just leave that as a we'll teaser. We'll <laughs> leave that as a teaser so you come back next week. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. And again, no intention of, of speaking ill of anyone in the Seventh-day Adventist church But we just wanted to point out some of those glaring differences between mainline Christianity. Yes. So until next Tuesday, we hope that you guys have a great and blessed week. God bless.